Hey everyone, welcome to Leadership Unveiled. My name is Kayla Fahey Arndt and I'm your host. And today is day one of the 12 days of leadership. So welcome. Today is the first day of 12 days where we're gonna be talking all about leadership. I'm gonna be coaching you in leadership, career, organization, and planning. And I'm going to be talking through tools, strategy, all of that. So before I dive in, I want to do some housekeeping things. So if you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe, make sure the notification bell is on and like this video. So that way you are notified when the next videos in this series come out. And I have a goal to be at a thousand subscribers by the end of the year, or at least in January. So if you could help me out, share this video and make sure other people see it, that would be amazing. And do subscribe. If you are listening on the podcast, that's wonderful. Wherever app that you're listening on, you can subscribe to the podcast so that it downloads every day or you get notified when there's a new episode. And um, better yet, if you enjoy the episodes, leave me a rating or review so that this helps the podcast be seen by other people, by new people. So, um, but you know, if you are listening on the podcast and you're like, hey, maybe I wanna watch a video or see this happening because I am recording, um, you can head over to my YouTube channel and it's easier than ever, you guys, to find my YouTube now. I have a brand new like handle so that it's so easy. So it's www.youtube.com slash at Kayla Fahey So it's just youtube.com slash at Kayla Fahey So I will put that in the show notes as well as the description so you can easily get to that. Um, so that's the first thing. Second thing is don't worry if for some reason you miss some of the days or you're like, oh my gosh, I, I wasn't able to listen. Um, these will all be saved after the 12 days are over. So as we go on, I will share kind of how we're going to do that. But um, I suspect I'm thinking about on uh, YouTube, I'll create a playlist where you'll have sort of the mini, this like mini course, basically a 12 day course on leadership in a playlist for you that's easily accessible. And then I'm thinking for podcast episodes, well, actually, I can link YouTube episodes this way as well. I can have it on my website. So there'll probably be some sort of free membership you can access or like a special web page where you can essentially have like a 12 day free mini course. So don't worry, this won't go away. After we're done, there'll be a way for you to access that later. Um, you know, I'm offering this for free, but I do offer other services. So I'll share those throughout this probably at the end as well if you want to continue to engage with me. But let's just enjoy this free value for this week. And then, of course, there are other ways like products I offer or coaching services as well if you're interested. So that's the housekeeping stuff at the top. So just sort of the structure for the 12 days, I will be, like I said, talking about tools and then I'm so like tangible tools templates, things like that. I'll be talking about strategy, which I like to call this like my system, things that have been tried and true and have worked for me and for other people that I've coached or led. And then as well as like talk about mindset, because a lot about leadership is um, the way you think about the world, the way you see problems, the way you approach situations. So I want to be able to give you tangible tools and structure and strategy, my method, as well as ways to think about your life and your world as a leader and professional. So that's how it's going to be structured. Um, I did do a poll on Instagram and there were four choices. It was 
what do you want most out of this 12 days? And um, the options were organizing your work. So examples were projects, to-dos, email, etc. The second option was finding gratitude for like your coworkers, people you work with, people you lead. The third option was ask for what you want, promotion, flexibility, etc. And the fourth option was figure out what's holding you back from success. And so I found it interesting that about half of you said organizing your work, which include projects, to-dos, and email. And then half of you said figure out what's holding you back from success. So I find that interesting. We're, we're, we're needing a way to stay organized, and yet we're like, what's holding us back? I'm not sure. So we're going to get curious this week. I'm curious to hear more from you all and create uh, a meaningful 12 days for you. So I haven't filmed all the videos yet, so there's still a chance to get your ideas in some of the videos. So I, if you do me a huge favor, it would help me create better content for you guys for these 12 days. If you could, um, if you're on YouTube, just comment below like, what specifically would you want to hear about? And, you know, if it is in one of those categories, organizing your work, what do you need help organizing? And then for, for figuring out what's holding you back from success, I mean, we can have tough love on this podcast and on this YouTube channel and talk about, you know, why are you in your own way? And what does that mean for you? And how are how might you be showing up now that isn't serving you? And how could you show up differently that could help you get out of your own way? So I'm happy to talk about that. But just curious, so put your interests, what you want to hear more about in the comments. Um, maybe even put examples of things you're like, is this good leadership or is this bad leadership? Um, and I would love to have discussion about that as well. If you're listening on the podcast, you can message me at Instagram at KFA Consulting, or you can send me an email, Kayla at KFAConsulting.org. All right. So that's how the 12 days is going to be structured. Um, I'm really excited about that. But for today, I want to react to this Forbes article. <clears throat> I found this article. It's from November 2021. So it's actually about a year old. And um, I still think it's very relevant. And it is reactions from 15 leaders. These are Forbes Coaches Council leaders. And it, it's 15 leadership lessons these leaders wish they had learned sooner. So I'm just going to kind of go through all the 15 quick, quickly and react to them and do some comments. And I would love to hear your reaction in the comments uh, or send me an email or DM on Insta. So the first one, leaders are there to help people grow. I wish I had known the value of strong building strong relationship with my leadership team and being more engaged in my career progression. I viewed them as people who were there to measure my work, not to help me grow. When I became a leader, I made sure everyone on my team knew there was I was there to champion their careers and their promotions meant I was doing something right. Don Pippen. Absolutely. So I feel like for me and other leaders that I've felt like have helped me in the past have been first and foremost concerned about me learning. And so the, I think what's important and what lights me up and really truly is one of the biggest whys behind why I coach and share online is because I experienced a time when I felt like I had to learn myself and grow myself. And while there were mentors and leaders around me who I think cared about me, I had to be really intentional about asking for coaching and development opportunities and um, being really on top of my uh, leadership growth, which I think is a great skill and you should definitely be proactive about it. But a good leader is going to bring it up 
before you think about it. <laughs> so they're going to say, hey, what's, you know, what areas you want to grow this year? What areas do you want to develop in, or improve in this year? And they're also good leaders are people who give you honest feedback and say like, hey, here's what I'm seeing. And I think you have the potential to do X, Y, Z. And let me help you with that. And, you know, is that something that interests you? So I think this is a huge valid point that if you are in a position right now, maybe you don't consider yourself a leader, which you are, even if you don't have a title, um, but be proactive about your leadership journey and your growth opportunities and ask your leader to help you um, develop and, and what opportunities for development are available. And then if you're a leader, turn around to your team and right now it's performance review season or it's going to be, talk about growth. Like what would it look like next year at the end of the year what, what would you like your growth to look like in this next year what would the next three years look like what, what do you aspire to in five years and hey there were times in my career where i was like i know exactly what that is and there's also been times where i'm like i don't know i need to think about this some more so if anything it just spurs curiosity and sort of like humble inquiry and self-reflection to figure out like where do i want to go so Definitely, leaders are there to help you grow, good leaders anyways. All right, so the second one is successful leaders can flex and adapt to any situation. Leaders need to understand how to flex and adapt to meet any given situation. Leadership is not a one-size-fits-all proposition, and the best leaders are those who can understand what is needed and can then pivot to provide what will make a difference. If you can accurately diagnose a situation and then adapt to meet the needs at the time, you will be successful. Dan Ryan. 100%. And I don't think this is saying that leaders find it easy all the time because even though like I enjoy change because I like, you know, jumping around and doing new things all the time, that doesn't mean that it's always easy, right? Um, and I think so I think good leaders recognize when we have to flex and we have when we have to adapt. Um, and then try as best as they can to communicate with their teams about that and bring people with them and say, hey, like I will try to give you as much information as soon as I can and in as detail as I can and I will walk with you. And here is why I'm excited about it. Here's why it's going to benefit you. Like really sharing the benefit of promise of the change. Um, but really, you know, this be goes beyond like change management, flexing and adapting to any situation. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in one day I am not a different person, but like I have to be in a different mindset, right? So like I'll have one meeting and then the next call I'm like, okay, let me reground myself and then I will go back to my computer and then be on the next meeting and it's like a totally different topic, different vibe, and I have to have different energy and show up in a different way for people. So you have to be able to flex and adapt pretty much all day long every single day as a leader number three self-awareness is the key to great leadership that great leadership starts with you i always thought it was about developing your people and it is right number one what we talked about but first it is about cultivating your self-awareness which requires you to consider your presence how you show up and what you can make convey both emotionally and energetically in leadership awareness of your presence is the most overlooked detail yet is an it is inevitable to your leadership success. Lori Kuhn. Yes. Okay. So I love this one. So there's this uh, saying that says like, before you can lead others, you've got to lead yourself. And that's so true. And I think what she's also hitting on is emotional intelligence. So 
kind of two prong. Self-awareness is, I feel like, um, and I can't remember where I heard this. It was a podcast, I think, with Dave Stahoviak. He has a, the, a podcast called um, Coaching for Leaders. Amazing podcast. Check that out. Um, one of the guests had said that self-awareness is kind of two prong. So it's number one internally. So it's like, I know what I value. I know what I um, like. I know how I think. I know uh, what I think about myself, right? But then um, there's an outward self-awareness, which is like, I'm aware of how I show up in my presence. And I feel like that's really like the core of emotional intelligence. So I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but like, here's a, here's just like a very basic oversimplified example. But like, let's say I have a difficult conversation uh, and then I, I'm in my office, then I walk out of my office and my team is right there and I have the look on my face like that was difficult, <laughs> like that was hard and I look upset, right? The team is going to pick up on that and then they're going to feel something, right? So it's not saying you have to fake your emotions, right? Like we want to be real with our people, but at the same time, like you influence a lot of folks every single day so if you're like the lowest energy in the room you're going to bring people down to that energy right so you need to be very cognizant of how you show up and give people the best experience that you can now again you don't have to wear a suit of armor but you need to be able to read the room and have that presence that like the best presence you can to be able to show up and then we'll talk about this this week but the inward self-awareness i think it's really that self-reflection of why do I do what I do? Do I love what I do? Is it um, extrinsically motivated or is it internally motivated? Um, and, and like here are kind of my faults, right? Like here's my weaknesses or my blind spots. And those are hard things to think about and like difficult conversations. Like for a long time, I did not want to have those conversations with myself. But once you start to do that, like peel back the layers of you, you can show up without shame and really continuously improve every single day and just be like, okay, today was learning, right? So, so important. All right, number four, leadership is not about the leader. Leadership is not about you. It's about those you lead. It may seem counterintuitive, but to find success as a leader, the more you focus on development of those around you and the more you help your people recognize and then grow into their full potential, the more success you will have as a leader. You should certainly practice self-care, but focusing on your contributions won't get you there. Jonathan H. Westover. Yeah, so there's, I heard this podcast episode, I think it was called, um, oh, what's the episode called? Manager Tools. Manager Tools. <laughs> and they would always say managers have two jobs. It's to uh, grow your people and, and get results basically. Uh, and so I think the hard part of, and this is more of management, which is you get results through other people, right? Like management's a little bit higher up. You're not necessarily doing all the tasks, but you're managing others that are doing the tasks. And that's like a really simplified view of management. And I think leadership goes a step further and it's really about developing, helping others develop their themselves to their full potential, as Jonathan says in here. And so if you actually cultivate a team that is like highly functional, um, that has amazing skills, that is focused on a growth mindset and not a fixed mindset, like your job is easy, <laughs> right? Like you don't have to do much. Like they will 
they will rock their work. And when you show that you care and you create a safe space for them to fail, make mistakes, come to you, learn, like they will do anything for you because they'll think, well, you know, Kayla would do that for me, right? So um, I have a hair. I have a hair on my lip somewhere. (laughs) All right, anyways. So yeah, I think leadership is not about the leader. If you spend more time focusing on your team and others, um, you will go so far. Of course, you have to focus on yourself too. Um, Like they say, self-care and all that, but it's not about you most of the time. (laughs) All right, number five, the leader isn't necessarily the smartest one in the room. Leaders are not always the smartest ones in the room. Early on in our careers, most of us assume that the title or rank of leader automatically qualifies a person. Along the way, I learned that this is simply not true. Hard work, honesty, and communication, and humility are the hallmarks of a leader. No matter what your level or rank is, great leaders never want to be the smartest in the room. Yes, this is Melanie Towie. So I feel like it's even like more to your benefit if you know less sometimes because that forces you to rely on others and other people's strengths rather than like assuming you know what's going on and assuming that you can just like solve the problems without actually hearing what's going on. So um, smart leaders gather people around them that are experts in their area and that will communicate that to them and so um yeah i mean and then the the other piece is just like admitting that like i don't know what you know the the best answer is or i'm not the subject matter expert like i trust you tell me um show me um let me come see what you do and that's really going to go a long way to build trust on your team um ensure many people can contribute more minds is better than one um it's not again it's not all about you and you do not have to know everything (laughs) because if you did then like i mean number one you can't do all the work by yourself like it would be impossible for you to get anything done and two that would be really boring if you didn't learn anything all right number six the best leaders are transparent the best leaders admit mistakes ask for forgiveness and make bad situations right these failures aren't signs of weakness but rather strengths so yeah this is by mary platsky so we're not look going we're not trying to look perfect right so that nobody can be perfect and that creates an image of like an unrealistic leader and then people are going to see that and think that oh you've got everything together like how come i don't have everything together right no i i don't want to work for somebody who is like perfect all the time because it shows that like how can they learn right so for me it's really important for me as a leader and i think for for all of us it really should be that if we make a mistake admit it and if we um try to make a decision and we don't have the right information we make the wrong one you know at the, in the end of the day admit that and then ask for help like hey how can we solve this and you know um let's make it right and you know admit when you had a had flawed thinking all right number seven leaders should listen to and respect frontline employees listen to the frontline employees feedback not just managers the reality is that if managers report one story back to the leader and the employees report another story it's clear that there's a problem on the management level. Often frontline employees have the solutions to organizational problems and we need to give them a stronger voice. They should be heard and respected from Jay Rye. Absolutely. So the higher you go up in the organization, the further you are from the actual like work, right? So let's just say, let's let's give the examples of nurses, right? Like they are taking care of patients, they are the frontline workers. And then 
you might have like, let's say the nurse manager, someone who's a leader over the nurse. And then maybe there's like a director and then like a site level vice president, right? Like if you are the VP, chances are you will not know what's happening on the front line directly. You may go there and visit and everything here to, um, you know, from time to time, but you're likely getting report from the manager or the director, right? And so we, those managers and directors really need to be listening to the frontline employees and when they are speaking up and really going and observing and saying, hey, tell me more about that, right? Like, tell me more, Let me help me understand. And we shouldn't dismiss folks and say, oh, they don't, they don't get the big picture, right? We need to be able to help them do their work and remove barriers for them. And that's, that's the job of a leader. All right, number eight, becoming a great leader is a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> oh man, this is something I didn't understand at first. You know, I was so eager to like climb the ladder and not, not, not like in vindictive way, but more of like a, hey, like, I know I have potential to do great things. Like, let me show you that I can do that. But really, you have a long, you know, you know, let's hopefully we all we all hope for a long life. Right. So becoming a leader is a marathon, not a sprint. You do need years of experience and lessons learned and mistakes to become a great leader. And you can do amazing things along the way. A title doesn't mean that you're a better leader. Um working harder, you know, I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and work harder. That doesn't make you a better leader. Burning yourself out doesn't make you a better leader. Um, Take it day by day and um, as for help along the way, be consistent in your um, and daily actions that are going to get you to where you want to go. Set good goals and head in the right direction. Assess those goals, reflect regularly. That's going to take time. So be patient, be patient with yourself and you will get there. Number nine, there are big differences between leadership and management. Yeah, so this says leadership is an art. Management is a science. Leadership is about people. Management is about things. Ooh, people are unstable. Things are stable. You rely on behaviors and values to lead while you use skills and knowledge to manage. Leadership is about being. Management is about doing. Understanding the difference will bring huge clarity to your day-to-day life and help you focus on leadership. Louis Costa. Costa? Costa. Well, that's intense. That's true, though. I mean, I don't think unstable is meant to be in like a negative connotation, but just meaning that like people are emotional at beings or humans, like they're not predictable, whereas things are, you know, I can manage a checklist, right? I don't lead a checklist. I lead human beings. So there's definitely like a, a human element. So when you say you know, leader, leader is an aspirational person, right? Someone who you aspire to be like, or you want to follow. Um, they should be an inspiration to you. A manager is somebody that manages tasks and strategy and makes sure things get done. And as a leader, let's say you are a manager, like I'm a manager. I do both leadership and management things every single day, right? Like I, my humans are a big part of my work and my like tasks are a huge part of my work. All right, number 10, every leader needs their own personal leadership blueprint. Leadership needs to be authentic to the leader, not an emulation of expected behaviors. It's wonderful to aspire to emulate those we admire, but those are just sketches of what type of leader you could be, not the blueprint. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is why I wanted to start teaching about leadership and sharing what I learned because 
when I started, there weren't a lot of people in my generation in those leadership positions. So I would like kind of look around and be like, oh, well, yes, that's a good mentor. And like, I appreciate that person. Oh, that person's qualities I don't really admire. Like I didn't see fully someone who represented me. So I thought, let me start teaching people who are new to leadership or new professionals or even been a leader for a while, but there's like a gap there or they hit a barrier or they want to learn, right? And so you kind of have to like take in information from all different sources, whether it's people that you've worked for or books you've read or podcasts, but then you have to decide like what kind of leader am I going to be, for example. So like for me, I like to bring humor into the workplace, but I need to make sure that uh, I don't, I'm not perceived wrong, right? Because not everybody has that same sense of humor. So I try to keep it light, but then I have to know when I'm going to be serious. I have to, um, I bring a lot of lightheartedness to my leadership. Um, I, I like to be very organized and I like to be specific. Uh, and then I think about like, okay, what is it that I want and what am I trying to achieve? And you know, what type of traits or leadership qualities, whether it's soft skill or hard skill, do I need to work on developing to to get there? So it's really creating your own blueprint or roadmap is going to be so helpful to make sure that you don't just like become a copy of your boss, let's say. Like you want to feel and live in integrity with yourself and your values. So those values and things that you believe to be important are going to be must be part of your blueprint in order for you to feel successful. Almost there. Number 11, there is no downtime for one in a leadership position. When I first started my career, I wish I would have known that once you're a leader, you're always a leader. There's no downtime when you're in a position of leadership. It's imperative that you are always three steps ahead because when pivoting is necessary, everybody, everyone will be looking to you for answers. Learn to read yourself, always position yourself in a place and a headspace where you can help others grow. John Duoskin. Yeah, I mean, so part of your leadership journey or being a leader means you've got to steer the ship, right? So you are charting the course, which means you have to be looking ahead. And that means you have to be proactive and, and anticipate things. The trouble we can get into in leader in leadership is when we are in a space where we are being really reactive And that is why I teach a lot of organization and planning skills, because I feel like if you can keep those tasks in order or like conceptualize them in your mind, have a way to organize them, you can sort of eliminate that like clutter of your mind where you're like constantly having to remember things or think about things like it should be all organized in whatever system you have. Then you can spend that time thinking about the future. So many leaders I work about, work with, are they tell me about things like, well, I just never, I never look at tomorrow or I never look at next week because I'm like stuck or overwhelmed by everything I'm supposed to be doing today. And so I want to help people create space to anticipate and be proactive because that really does help you um, stay ahead and, and, and more opportunities present themselves when you are prepared. So... More to come on that. I think that's a really good topic. Um, and then they say, yeah, no no downtime for one in a leadership position. Yeah, I think that's true. Leaders always have to have the cogs turning, but it doesn't mean that I'm exhausted even though I'm going all the time, right? So more to come on that. Number 12, new leaders can learn a lot from bad leaders. Yes. 
<laughs> I just find this one funny because it's like, I think that's kind of obvious. You know, if you see someone that doesn't care about people or exemplifies behaviors that you feel icky about or don't align with your values, that's a good lesson. Like, I think that's something I learned too, is just from observing other people and being like, I don't want that to happen to anybody that I lead, right? So that I think that does really, for me, that has really shaped why or the way that I lead or what things I find important or value. Um, like, for example, I really value having one-on-ones with my people so I can like stay in touch with them and they can have dedicated time with me to like help uh, let me know what is going on for them so I can eliminate barriers, they can escalate to me, and they can tell me what they're proud of and excited about. And then I can give them important information because early in my career, I felt like that was something that I didn't get. And so I was kind of like, am I doing the right things? I am not sure. <laughs> All right. Going on to the next one, number 13, leadership is about delegating to right the right people. One thing that surprised me about leadership was how little one needs to be involved in day-to-day activities. Leadership is about having the right people and teams in place so you can put, point them in the right direction and let them manage what needs to be done going forward. Rakesh Rana. Absolutely. So I have this framework for delegating. So maybe I'll share it during this week. But you have to have somebody that's motivated to do the thing, someone who is interested in learning and growing, someone you can share your like idea of the end result and then you're comfortable with them paving their own way, like being very flexible about how they get there. Um, and so you have to, yeah, it has to be the right people. And you can't just delegate and be like, all right, do the thing. Like you do have to provide support and coaching. And I find that's a lot of, a lot of people don't want to do that upfront work because they like, for some reason they can't see that that is going to provide you with like exponential capacity to, to free yourself up and to grow other people by doing that. So I think that's kind of a, a hard, a hard thing for some people to, to wrap their heads around. But Delegating is much easier if you delegate to the right person. So I think, yeah, let's talk about that this week. Number 14, a leader's morality matters as much as their competency. Next to simple competency, the moral aspect of leadership is most important. You must lead by example and do your work with high integrity. But just getting the job done does not always include the moral imperative of doing the right thing even when it's inconvenient. Doing the right thing means admitting when you're wrong, putting yourself last, and taking responsibility when it hurts. John M. O'Connor. Yeah, I think we kind of already talked a little bit about that. Like, you know, you want to emulate the values that you, um, the things that you value and really live in integrity and, um, and, and when you do that, you give people permission to do that for themselves as well. And then show people like it is important to show up um, with integrity and uh, we need to do the right thing even with when it's hard. So I feel like especially when you're leading people, uh, yeah, we, can, we have to have hard conversations or we might have to redo something um, and it might feel like, oh, that's tough, but in the end, you just feel better about it. So number 15, the last one on our list, leaders can't change others, but they can inspire them. As a young leader, I thought I could lead by example and change others to make them better workers. I finally realized that this is just not true. People have to choose to change on their own. What I learned is that if I learned to change my own approach when things weren't working, 
I could inspire them to do the same. Self-awareness and ownership are the best way to help others change and improve. Christy Garcia. Christy. (laughs) I think this is something that, like she said, she was a young leader at the time. I think new professionals uh, or people who inherit new leadership positions, this happens a lot to them. And I've experienced this as well, where I'm like, oh, okay, so if they see me like being inspirational, like they're just going to change their behavior. And that's not true. (laughs) It is not your job as a leader to change anybody, but it is your job to create space for people to learn, grow, and take the invitation to develop themselves. You can't make anybody do that. So there's definitely been times in my career where I'm like, here's the here's the opportunity, here's a book to read, here's a podcast, here's a development thing. I am offering my services to you. Um, what do you want to learn and grow about? And some people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm in, I'm all in. And other people are like, thank you, and that's that's it, right? Or no, I'm not interested, and that's okay. You are gonna have to figure out how to work with all of those people, <laughs> regardless. You cannot change anybody. That's just, it's impossible. They have to be ready to change and change themselves. You can only, like I said, create the space. So I hope you enjoyed going through those 15 things for the first day of the 12 days of leadership. So again, if you haven't, please subscribe and like if you're watching on YouTube. Let me hit that subscriber goal of a thousand subscribers by the end of the year or January at the very least. And if you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes drop. And make sure you leave a rating or review if you enjoyed today's episode so this podcast can get out to new listeners. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining me for the first day of the 12 days of leadership. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for day two. All right, talk to you soon and be a light. Bye.